Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Michael Drew from the Gotham After Show panel. You've seen her fly. Now watch her move to a brand new network. The CW has a new hero and Supergirl lands October 10th. It's the season two premiere of the show critics call Pure Blissful Fun. This season, the man still will finally be revealed. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist teams up with Tyler Hoechlin, the newest Superman in the DC Universe. It's a superhuman family reunion when these Kryptonian cousins join forces in the fight for justice. And if you're wondering if the next president will be a woman, we have your answer. Because Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, guest stars as Supergirl's commander-in-chief. Even though Supergirl has her hands full fighting evil full-time, Kara Danvers is facing changes as challenges of her own. She knows what it takes to be a hero, but Kara is trying to figure out how to fit in with the human race while taking on a new job, new friends, and a new love. Who's out of this world? An evil corporate empire will rise that bears the name of an age-old nemesis, Luther. Supergirl and Superman come face-to-face with Lex Luthor's next of kin, Lillian and Lena. And as you might expect, the Luthor family shares a passion for power that can only be satisfied by a different kind of green. Kryptonite. Supergirl. All new episodes starting Monday, October 10th. Now, only on The CW. What's up, Gotham After Buzzers? Today we're talking The Mad Hatter makes his debut. And we get further into the Lee and Gordon love triangle. Plus, someone else makes a surprise return. It's simply hypnotizing. Come on! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Yes. Uh. Everybody, welcome to the show. Gotham After Buzz. What's up, guys? I'm Michael Drew. Welcome to the Gotham After Show. You guys can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L. I'm here with my guy, Mr. Steve Kaufman. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too busy jamming out. Were you uh, bouncing? I was I was just a little... Were you bouncing to the, to the Funkadelics bit. of uh, Biggie Smalls? The Funkadelics, yes. yes. <laughs> They're related to the Funkadactos. You guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Really excited about this episode. This was yeah. a fun one. This was good, and they, I thought they did a really great, a really great debut for a character that I've kind of been harping for. He's one of my favorite, um, yes. one, one of my favorite Batman villains from the cartoon. That's pretty much how I know him. Yeah. I know him more we, so from the cartoon. From the and 90s. we didn't get a chance to talk about it on air last week, but we were ta- we were worried last week that Mad Hatter would be a villain of the week. Really yeah. upset that like, oh my god, it's Mad Hatter. This mm-hmm. is Batman, and he's just going to show up, and then Gordon's going to take him down. I'm happy that he's he seems to be like a pretty long term like three yeah. four five episode bad. Yeah, you could tell because and the uh, the actor who plays him is very extra creepy. And you know who he reminds me of? Um, I don't know. Like you, it, it's kind of deep cuts. But say like you go on YouTube or whatnot. You know who Max Landis is? I do know Max Landis. Yes, Max Landis. He's kind of like a, he kind of reminds me of Max Landis. The way he talks, the the hair and the extra 
I the extra fat um I did not fervor. see that till right now, but Max yeah. Landis is a friend of uh the Popcorn Talk network. Google that guy, YouTube is, that guy, and you're like, oh, it's the Mad Hatter. Done with, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's a he's a great he's a great screenwriter. Um yeah. Aside from that, uh your initial thoughts for the show, aside from the Mad Hatter thing. Oh, I enjoyed the I enjoyed everything about this show that it's another this seems to be going sandbox escalation, sandbox escalation, sandbox escalation. Mm-hmm. And this is a sandbox episode where it's like, let's build some more stuff. Now let's play. Let's build some stuff. Now let's play. I know when you think about the fact that there's only like, tw- there's, we're three episodes in. Yeah. Right? Three four, episodes three, in. Three, four, three. And it's, uh, and it's, there's so much more to go. Mm-hmm. And it's already high octane. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff you thought they would slow burn the entire way. It's like, no, nope, it's over with. Yeah. Like uh, Lil Wayne meeting. Other Lil Wayne, yeah. In my mind, every time I see him, I keep calling. I keep calling him the clone. That's, but it, it might not be that. Not incorrect yet. I know, but it might not be that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, speaking of this episode, the epi- the title of this episode was Season 3, uh, Mad City, Look Into My Eyes. Look Into My Eyes. And speaking of looking into his eyes, the show starts off right into that. Right mm-hmm. into that, uh, that saying with uh, the Hatter. The Hatter mm-hmm. doing a, he's at Barbara's club, and he's pretty much a magician. Mm-hmm. And he's just hypnotizing well, away. a hypnotist. Yeah, he's a hypnotist. But what's her name calls him a magi- uh, magician, doesn't she? Of course, of course Tabitha calls him a magician. But there's like five different types of magician, one of which is a hypnotist or a, um illusionist. But they, I know. I wonder if hypnotists would get uh, offended by that. Like, you ain't nothing but a magician. No, they would be incredibly offended. Would they? Actually, most magicians would be, most specific types of magician, if you said, ugh magician would take offense to the word magic mm-hmm. and magician where it's like actually i'm a hypnotist actually i'm an illusionist actually i'm whatever chris angel is <laughs> a oh, stun- these- he's not a stunner there's a a death defier there's a word for what chris angel is someone in the chat will get me in a second douchey wow um, so how so, long has it been we're already throwing shade at chris angel so the mad hatter is performing at barbara's and he does all manners of, of impressive tricks uh he's got people uh I don't remember the very first one he did. You remember the very first one he did before he? Gave well, he him... had like the big group. Yeah, the, the big, big group, group one. Okay. You'd see it like a college. Yeah, like a college orientation yeah. where they like hired a, a guy. And they... but the thing that guy has again has for him is yes, the hip, like real hypnotists we'll see are very very good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they get like a hundred people on stage. Yeah, and then immediately tell fifty of them to sit down, like bark like a dog. Okay, you don't bother you. You you're not listening. You you can't be hypnotized that. Obviously, in Gotham, Mad Hatter can hypnotize anybody, whereas yeah. in real life, I think it's something like 4% of people can be hypnotized. Have they, did they um, indicate if he was from Indian Hill yet? No. No, they, no. he said he was experimented on by Strange. Okay, so it, it's the probably doctor, in line with that. The doctor there, I think it was implied that he's Indian Hill, so he has legit powers. Yeah. All right. So and they, he, he escaped from the bus. So while showcasing his incredible talents, he does a nice and impressive trick. To this one individual after he sees his wife's necklace. Illusionist. Illusionist. Uh, okay. Thank you, Nicholas Kelly, in the chat. Oh, well, look at you. 
thorough, thorough. That's what I like. Um, yeah, so he pretty much makes the guy come on stage and stand on a chair, makes him feel weightless, makes him feel feel fear, fearless. But you can tell he wanted this particular person because he saw his wife's necklace. Mm. He had his eye on them. And then after said moment, he I, I remember there's this nice moment between him and Barbara where he tells him, Barbara clearly gets intrigued by the fact that he can uh, make people do what they want. But he said, I can only make them do what they really want. I can't just make them do what I want. Yeah. They have to want to do it. But, I mean, people really want, like, a really want isn't necessarily a need or something they would do otherwise. Okay. Like, kill yourself. Well, that's a good point. Like... He, that, got, but, he actually got into some deep, dark psyche stuff to be like... But it worked on... But that, but that, I mean, I didn't even think of it like that, but that's probably what happened with him and Gordon. Like, he, like you want this to happen. You're tired of living... He never says what percent of you wants it. If, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think, like, 2% of every person wants to kill themselves. I vehemently disagree. I love life. No. But, <laughs> but 98% is still vehemently an A. Yeah, okay. And I think that's what he plays into, that he takes something that's already there... Because a good lie is always rooted in the truth. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of hungry, and you can send them to a buffet off that. Yep. Exa- same same exact difference. That was a pretty good analogy. I know, that right? Was, that was right off the cuff. That was way less darker than mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mine was straight Like, up. straight suicidal. All right. Um, so, from with Mad Hatter, we go into my boy Jim Gordon. And I loved this intro. Because it's still, like, this intro from, uh, I guess, I guess we're pretty much establishing that him and Valerie are hooking up regularly now. Mm-hmm. Well, no, this was immediately I, after You think so? Week. I don't no, think it was, was. I don't think it was. No, I guarantee you it was because of the way she left. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're hooking up randomly, and she's just like, no, she's kind of asserted was... dominance in the relationship. No, not you're, you've misread this scene. Oh! She... Oh! This is a continuation of what we just saw last week. You think so? She's waking up next to him, and she's immediate Like, he's saying, like, oh, well, I'll clean stuff up. I'll do things. And she's like, no, I'm... Okay. I slept with you. We're good. I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't come at you. I tamed right. the big bag, Gordon. All right. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll go, we'll go with you. We'll go with what you said. So, um, all right. So even if that was the case, I like the way how they flipped it. I like how they flipped it because last, last week it, it, it came off as Jim being the dominant one. Mm-hmm. He made the first move. She didn't know. She didn't know she really wanted to commit to that. Then they do it. And then as soon as it's over, he's just like, you know, maybe I can, you know. Well, cause Jim's lonely. We, yeah, and he's a sweetheart. Jim is a good guy. But, like, Jim's loneliness was what made him want to kiss her and make that move, dominantly or not, in the first place. So now, after he's made that move, that the follow, his follow-up instead of, yeah, I'll see you later, is, so I could, like, clean things and you could come back here and we could do this all the time? Yeah, but I think... Because otherwise I have to sit here and think about all my pain? Yeah, but I also think that's because there is a gentlemanliness to him. I don't think he's like, you know, where he's just like, no, all right, I got it out of my system. But in his mind, in his mind, that's how he thinks you get a woman to come back. Yeah, because he wants her back. Yeah, whereas, because he wants her back because he's lonely, whereas what would have actually worked with her would be, Wham, yeah, bam. whatever. That was good. Yeah, it was all right. We should try again tomorrow. What if she was just disappointed? <laughs> Honestly, like, because... I mean, there has to be some level of... Because he looks really badass. He's chasing down villains. He, you know what I mean? Like, he has that muggy, P.I., mm. Humphrey Bogart investigator thing going on. And then she does it with him. And she's probably just like, well, I mean, that wasn't... Uh, that's not what I was expecting. Well, maybe if you had read the Gotham Gazette this week, 
you would know that he was amazing. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that what She that does blog? a Dear Abby style <laughs> article on the Gotham Gazette. Which, by the way, on the Gotham Gazette, you can read all about the Penguin. Yeah. Which I will be doing. <laughs> um, yeah, but I liked that. I liked how she, uh, I, how, they, how she flipped the script on him. And then when she left, she was just like, all right, man. It's, this is good. This is fun. You know what I mean? I, I'm single right now, so I just got it out of my system. And he's just like, oh, all right, well, all right, bye. Yeah, because that's ultimately not what he wants. Who? Gordon. Like, Gordon doesn't want to just bounce from woman to woman. He wants another woman. Yeah. He wants companionship. He's 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 a relationship guy. He's he's a serial monogamist. This is this is uncharted territory for him. I don't even think he's a serial monogamist. I mean, it's just like the last two relationships were really weird situations. Mm-hmm. I don't think he just like goes from girl to girl. Like you're I mean, my girl. Lee you're my girl. Fi- no, Lee was pretty normal. I know, but he's fighting super so normal. We spent a whole season saying she wasn't. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah, because she's so she's so normal in a world of abnormality. But it's like um. She, he's he's fighting supervillains. No relationship is going to end correctly. I bet you before he went to Gotham, him and Barbara were probably together for like... I think they established they were together for like five years. Yeah, they see? Were... Then they went to Gotham. You know, when you're facing walking crocodiles <laughs> and people who know hip, hip, like hypnosis with their eyes, it's hard. Well, it's hard to establish love. You really can't maintain a relationship in Gotham. I would not recommend try. Yeah. Now, speaking... Speaking of relationships and Lee, we then go to Lee being at um, talking to to Barnes, and Barnes is offering her a job. But we were we were we were it was much disputed last week as to why she was there, and it looks like we were both wrong, right? You said she's there for a job, and I said she was there for Jim. I think I said she was coming there because it looks like that city's falling apart, and she needed to work there. She needed to work at GCP to help. Mm-hmm. So I was like half correct. No, you weren't correct. Give at me all. half one. No, no we're not going to give me one. I wasn't correct at all. Uh, we were both wrong. Uh, just no, that's that. fair. You know, you. Well, we didn't. But you we, were wrong first. But we literally didn't see the guy. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, which is why, which is why it was a good little uh, dib and dab by the creators. Yeah, that's a little give and go. We didn't see it coming. It turns out she's only in town because her fiance, um. Which we didn't know she had a fiance. We thought they were together. We didn't know they were um, engaged. Her fiance is in town because he's a doctor. Like she upgraded. Well, I don't know if you call that upgrade, but she she at least moved parallel. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Did he move to town with her, and then got a job at a hospital that fast? I think he got um, the opportunity, and then he moved for the job. I think he probably got contacted by them. Okay, then that makes sense. And then that's what happened. Like they seem like, pretty settled on that white picket, fe- that random white yeah. picket fence we saw at the very beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. That was to tell us, nope, Jim Gordon's going to be lone. Yeah, at least for ten episodes, if not the whole season. That could that could have been actually their first conversation. How they um... actually, I won't get into that right mm-hmm. now. I'll save that. I'll save that for the the more the more thing we find out with Lee. Lee. Um. So so Lee gets her job offered back to her. She doesn't know she's and he and Barnes and. Sh- uh, and sh- assures her that Jim's not there anymore. So you don't have to worry about that. Ain't gonna be no work drama. Of course Barnes is gonna say know, that. Barnes right? wants Barnes wants a great coroner. I know. Especially since Nigma's away. Yeah. Barnes wants Barnes Barnes wants a good squad. So she leaves. The moment she leaves, um uh Jim walks in and they run into one another. Jim comes in to get his loot. Jim comes in to get his money and then mm-hmm. he runs into Lee. And I I like that. I like that little moment. I like that they burn these like these things that they could have stretched out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I'll even say it, Gotham Season 1 would have stretched out. 
Okay. They yeah. burn him right away. That's probably that, I think that's probably the biggest some criticism in Gotham season one. Where it's like, no, he's gonna face her right now, and we're gonna have to move on. Not only that, he's gonna meet the fiance this week, and we're gonna find out more about the fiance. Where they just not really enjoying that all the all the pitfalls they're not doing. Yeah. Where they're just like, nope, forward. Right to it, yeah. And that's why they're they're chalking up so much so much into the into the season. Like so much happens. Mm-hmm. Uh Sky Patterson in the chat brings up a good point that Lee got engaged six months after she met this person. This uh Dr. Falcone will call him. Well, I mean, I think there's a there's a big chance that when she uh Damn, you buried the lead. I just realized <laughs> when she um when she met him, the fact that he's a doctor and he just seems the exact opposite of that lifestyle, it kind of really called to her, right? I mean, I'm guessing that like if you just dated someone who's crazy and then you meet someone who you who you who you click with and it turns out they're completely safe, you're like, oh, okay, this is meant to be, and you kind of jump in head first. No, I, all right, I'll save my reckless speculation save. for the whole segment we call reckless speculation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So, um, so Gotham and her have an awkward situ- have an awkward viewing, have an awkward meeting. She tells him that she's is engaged to a doctor, and mm-hmm. his response is, "Good job. I mean, a doctor. You that's a good call. Mm. You know, you moved up. I'm, I can't even be mad at you. Uh, it's not like you jump from lawyer to doctor, which is a lateral move. Like okay. nobody trades, nobody trades over. You trade up. Yeah, it'd be funny. If she was detective yeah. to doctor is the proper, yeah, the yeah. proper trade up where you're like, okay, yeah." Right. Safety, money, it's all yeah. it's all the way up. That, should, that would have been a good song to open this up to. Um, so then we move to, uh, yeah, so the Hatter. The original couple, the couple that the Hatter put under his spell, mm. we go to their house where the Hatter apparently gets their phone number, calls them, and they let him inside, and he has them pretty much commit a murder-suicide. Of course. For him, and then I guess he robs them. Well. Right? Legally speaking, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> legally speaking, if you make them commit a murder suicide and then you take things from their house, who did you rob? You robbed their estate. True, Good but point. if they let you in your if you if they let you in your house, that's not. I know, right? That's technically not could... breaking and entering. He was let into the house. Legally speaking, I think he's all clear. Yeah. If you need representation, Mad Hatter, <laughs> I'm here for you, your boy. Holla at your boy. And at the very end of the uh, apartments of the of raiding, after committing like like three atrocious crimes in one little scene, uh, well, we'll move. Oh, come on, go. Ahead. Uh, well, um, uh, my client, uh, he he looks at Alice's picture and he does a nice little rhyme, which I didn't write down. And a lot of a lot of really cool rhymes. Yeah, there was a lot of cool rhyming. I so happy we we didn't lose him this week. Yeah, his skills were on point. I. I was worried they were going to burn him too slow, and he was just going to be in the club tonight, where we would see just like him. Yeah, but, but that wouldn't bother me. I thought they because with the Mad Hatter, I kind of like if he didn't hire him. Jim Gordon this week, like I, yeah. that wouldn't have actually bothered me either. Yeah, but I do like that this season three Gotham is like nope, bring it, let's keep moving. Yeah. Um. So he looks at the, he looks at. The portrait, and he and he pretty much states what who he's after. So now we know that he's after. Mm-hmm. He's Alice. after Alice. Who we don't know if she was Indian Hill or not. We don't know if she was Indian Hill or not. And then um, logic would dictate she was. Yeah, 
Logic and the Wikipedia for <laughs> Arkham. And the IMDb. No, <laughs> no not IMDb. Uh, but, like, the reading you can do of the most recent incarnations of Mad Hatter and Alice is that she was likely also at Indian Hill. Oh, yeah? Is it like that in the... Um, I think she... I'm pretty sure in Arkham they're both in Indian Hill. In the Arkham video game, they're both in Indian Hill. Or, huh. sorry, they're both in Arkham. Indian Hill is literally under Arkham, so it's the okay. same idea, comic book-wise. Okay. Well, so the so the Hatter looking for Alice. He goes. She he goes to the number one bounty hunter in all the land, Jimmy Two Gun Gordon. He goes to Jimmy. Um, and she. Uh, I'm picturing a completely different show. Just uh, in a, I'm just picturing Ben McKenzie in an episode of Bonanza. That would work. That's it a, would work. It's a classic show. In Banana. in a world where Bonanza worked, yeah. <laughs> Bonanza would not work now. Uh, the Hatter shows up looking for his sister. And wants to hire Jim, and Jim's like, I don't know. And then he just, he does. Double. He's like, double. Just drops a wad of cash. Like, make, it, make it a double. Like, Wop. Like, it looked like lettuce. It looked like legit lettuce. Like, there was just so much green in his hands. Yeah. Well, legit double, because I think if you raid a whole person's house, you could literally go to a pawn shop and sell stuff. Well, they probably, he could, they could have had a safe. That too. Both are acceptable. Yeah. He indicate he also tells her that she was part of Indian Hill too. And then she hires him. Mm-hmm. The moment the, the loot comes out, Jim's like, hey, I ain't, I ain't a man of morals anymore. Give me the loot. Tell me where uh, she's uh, at. Nicholas Kelly in the chat is saying Indian Hill because they said it in panel. Okay. Well, thank you, Nicholas. And my bad, Mr. Kelly. <laughs> my bad, Nicholas it's, Kelly. It's Nicholas Kelly. Well, it's yeah. all one name. Okay. No, it's not. It's a, <laughs> um, there are two first names. <laughs> so uh, Gordon, on his look, he finds Selena. The number one, Selena is like, I just love it how he just randomly just sees her down the street. He finds Selena and asks her if she knows where. Let's who be his fair. At this is. point, Gordon knows how to find Selena Kyle. Yeah. It probably takes a lot of work. Like, there could have been a whole episode, or at least a webisode, of him trying to find but Selena Kyle. Uh, uh. All right. There's like seven different places I could find this girl. <laughs> well, eight. Okay, I went to the eighth one. Now I have to ask a person. It's a whole thing yeah. to find Selena Kyle. It's its own episode. Yeah. I like how the show it just goes, it goes right, it goes, they go right to it. Um, so, okay, so he finds Selena, and then he asks Selena if he knows where the girl is, and then Selena kind of makes a hard left, saying, I'll help you if you tell me where Ivy is, if you can find Ivy, if you can help we, me find her. Um, I noticed in the chat, everyone's sorely missing Ivy right now. Just because Ivy grew up into a freaking... I, I was going to say because she's a more fully developed character. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. imply that however you'd like. She's uh, developed, all right. Good lord. Okay, now it got weird. Good lord. I mean, technically, because <laughs> she's still technically a kid. I think the Ivy we see on screen is like 17 now. Yeah. So wait a year, bro. Well, no, I'm telling you. But, Seriously. But like, she's still mentally a kid. Or even oh, though, well, she well, did no. indicate that she, she felt mentally more developed. Actually, you're right. They did make a, they did make a point to say yeah, that. Which is She creepy. would still educationally be like. I know. Eight. I know, right? Her, she probably still can't read. Because her. Her dad died in the pilot. Yeah. Meaning she hasn't been in school since the pilot, which was three years ago. Yeah. And she was only like maybe 11 to begin with. Damn. So, so she's 18 year old. So she's an dumb. undereducated 14 year old in a 17 year old's body, but mentally she's mature. I know. <laughs> and she's, and she's, and she's about to commit that, murder. That's like Gotham math. Yes. Jesus. Jeez Louise, sorry. Um, um, Sky Patterson in the chat. They this version of Gotham has not uh, has not mentioned Metropolis once. No, 
That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just feel like they're actively ignoring it. I can't wait for the the time where something happens. I'm on a side tangent. On something happens on Gotham that that someone indicates other superhero cities. I and then 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 all of a sudden we've got a completely brand new DC television universe. <laughs> That'll be like so between this the CW and the movies. Like what the hell's going on? It's so confusing. I kind of like that. That that technically speaking, Gotham is a secondary. DC television or secondary DC universe making a third DC universe, and that's not counting all the ones that are on Flash. Yeah, jeez, they're like a million. They're it's literally they've literally since season one multiverse theory on Flash. Yeah, it's just straight up. Yeah, then yeah, so there's infinite DC universes nonstop. There's only one MCU though. <laughs> um. All right. So following interaction with Selena, my girl Selena. He goes to the bar, which she burned down, because he figures out. Yeah, so Selena tells him that he worked at a that she worked at a bar. So Selena, so um, Jim, sorry guys, Jim goes to the bar and sees that it's burned down. And while there, he meets the owner, and I guess the owner, in true Gotham fashion, decides to fight him for no reason. He was trespassing. Come on, man. My client, the <laughs> bar owner, the no, bar. But- Gordon was trespassing. He's not a cop anymore. He can't just. It was pure. It was purely just. But he's. Was, they they wanted to mark up. They wanted. To, they wanted to send him to the hospital. That's what yeah. happened. Well, they, they wanted to send reason. him to the hospital to meet that guy. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, no, but they legit. I like this scene because it was straight up like you're. Hey, Jim Gordon, you just can't kick indoors anymore. You leave when I tell you to leave. Then he gets hit in the head with a bat. Jim still wins the fight. Of course, Jim goes he's to Jim hospital. Gordon. Yeah, he's Jimmy G. He's Jimmy G. Jim goes to the um the hospital. He's getting stitched up in his head. And you, you already know where the scene's going. He has a nice little conversation with the doctor. Then the doctor, when, while he's stitching him, I guess at a, at a mode of power, while he's empowered, he pretty much tells him, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the new guy. I'm Lee's man in shining armor. And I just want you to know that I'm never going to hurt her. I hate this guy already. <laughs> this is before the Falcone dinner. I'm already before I knew he was a Falcone. I'm like, I don't like this guy. I mean, I don't like the guy, but I always find that weird while he's, I mean, like, it's awkward. Um, but I, why didn't he just introduce himself in the beginning? Like, oh, I heard about you. I know Lee. Or, you know, but he just like, no. why he's... Well, and he, he alluded to a little in the next scene where he was like, yeah, you never told him about me. Mm. Told all my exes about you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there was that subtle thing, but it was still like, yeah, but you... He reacted very clearly of, he's never heard of you before. Yeah. And you just kept going, yeah, I just hope there's no hard feelings. Yeah. That... She was with you for an allotted amount of time, and you're probably still in love with her. But <laughs> she's been with me for six months, and now we're getting married. I know. She gave me... I, I, I got her six months and then bagged it. Like, we were Ring. somewhere else, and I got a job here, and she followed me I here. I know. Wherever I go, she comes with me. Like. She... It took her, like, two episodes for her to move in with you. And she followed me back to Gotham, where no. you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, hey. I... My bad. I should have taken you out for a drink to I mean, tell you this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I just, I put it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she met me, and she liked what I brought to the table. I can't help it. I got that, uh, I got that juice. That's mm. not, that's metaphorically what he was saying. Yes. Um, and Jim, Jim's like, okay, cool. Um, good for you. And then Jim, right before he leaves, has to do, you know, the old, the old insecure boyfriend thing. Like, tell him, hey, if you hurt her. I'm coming for you. This and came like, off, and like this came off weird. Yeah, and, and what's and what's hurt? Like what? Break up with her or like, like hurt her Gotham wise? Like where I turn out to be an insane psychopath and kidnapper? 
I feel like he meant hurt her Gotham wise. Yeah, because I'm like, you mean like if I break up with her, you're gonna kill me? Like, damn, dude, that's kind of excessive. Shouldn't you be happy? I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's the time to negotiate terms. Yeah, with Jim Gordon. Yeah. Of like, wait, wait, just so we're clear, I, you hurt her. I just can't hit her. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> like, dude needs to get, dude needs to get around. You mean like, Nigma hurt her, or you mean like, uh, I don't take you off for coffee, hurt her? You know what do you mean? Hurt Why her? would you? T- Never mind. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, like I don't your, get her flowers. Yeah, like that. Like you mean like cheat on her? Hurt her feelings? Well, hurt her temperamental feelings. Either way, she's got a guard dog in Jim. Good for him. I guess. I think he needs to. Well, I mean, he's, he needs legit closure, cause, and we didn't get that with this scene. But I don't know why any of us expected it with this scene. No. No, no, no. So uh, Gordon, from there, finds uh, finds Alice's apartment. And while there, she, he gets attacked by the landlord. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, I'm sorry, I skipped over that. Alice's, uh, we, 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 get, we got introduced to Alice a little bit earlier, where and Alice, uh, Alice has a psychopathic landlord and infuses him with some level of like control almost like a level of hypno hypnosis like almost yeah. like mad hatter and he goes insane so he's locked in the bathroom the bedroom or bathroom or closet mm-hmm. and then as soon as gordon shows up he he comes through and attacks jim and then she shoots him like three times in the back i want to learn more about alice's power oh yeah i mean we're, i mean is she a zombie she's just a living zombie that'd be crazy just like 28 days later but it's this lady named alice that's my that's that's yeah, yeah. that's my jam i hear you I hear you. So, um, um, Sky Patterson in the chat says Gotham is taking place in the mid 1990s on Earth Two before Superman, before Metropolis. Metropolis is popularly mentioned. Jeez, I think that's the case, Sky Patterson. Until the Gotham writers decide that's not the case. Yeah, because this mean, is Gotham, the honey badger of of comic book TV shows. Yeah, I think they're doing their own thing. But I think up until right this second, you're correct. But and yes, that would make Superman two years old and still on Krypton. Um. So, so they find, so he finds Alice and then Alice, after she, after she, uh, she shoots the, the landlord, um, Jim tells her that her brother's looking for him. Once she realizes it, she freaks out. She, she burns the place down to the ground and runs because she does not want to be found by the Hatter. Yep. That's a logical response. Yeah. Um, from there we go to the Hatter who's doing a trick, who's showcasing his, uh, his hip, his hypnosis on Barbara. It t- makes Barbara fall in love with him. Some people can't be hypnotized. Yeah, and then tells Barbara... <laughs> some people you don't want to hypnotize. Then tells Barbara that, how would you act if I told you I didn't love you? And then Barbara goes Barbara. She goes full-on crazy. Breaks a bottle, tries to, tries to slice his throat, and then he calls off the, the hypnosis. That was great. I mm. love that. Good old Barbara. Barbara crazy. Mm-hmm. Barbara's just in... It's, you know, but that's real love. You know what I mean? If you get someone that, that, that's great that loves you, it's fun. <laughs> Steve. Is that the word? Is that the word we're going to use? Fun. Fun? I mean, it's fun. Like you, like I mean, you'll probably be in the hospital and you'll probably be injured a lot. But when it's all over, you look back like, yeah, it's kind of fun. It'll be like the passion, proactive fun, (laughs) the passion, post mortem fun, depending on how good or how fun it was. Yeah. So, uh, so he, so after said, after said, uh, uh, showcasing of his of his abilities, Jim. Approaches him and pretty much tells him, like, yo, what's going on? Alice hates you. It turns out you're crazy. I want answers right now. The Hatter brings him out. Then the Hatter's just like, okay, I got it. Then he then he uh, hypnotizes him and makes him go on the ledge to, to get rid of, I guess, because Gordon was asking too many questions. And at this point, you looked at me and you pointed out something very, very astute. What was that? 
Um, you got it. It's on your tongue. I know it. About the money? About the money? Oh, that he never... <laughs> that um, Mad Hatter never asked for the money back. I mean, if you just gave him 10 Gs and you're about to have him kill himself, wouldn't you say, give me my $10,000? Okay, now jump off the roof. Wouldn't you do Although that? the more I think about it, the more I think if you can control anyone who comes that close to you and can listen to you for more than 20 seconds, you probably get 10 Gs from anybody. I know, but like... But, no, I'm with you... Mainly because I come, I come up from a humble beginning <laughs> that I'm very much like, yeah, but like there's probably 10 grand like literally in his pocket. Yeah. Like you could literally be like, probably still has it on hand it. me all the cash you have right now. Cool. Now kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like real quick. Give it to me. All right. Jump off that bad boy. Just just because I don't want it to go all the way down there and take it from you or have somebody else no. on the street take it and then ruin their life. Like just the money's better with me. I'll hire another bounty hunter and do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but while, but this didn't happen, so he's on the ledge, and he's he, there's a, a nice countdown. The Hatter gives him a countdown. When I count down to 10, you're going to jump off. Alice comes up with a gun because she's there to save Jim, and she shoots the Hatter, which which breaks uh, Jim out of his, his hypnosis, and the Hatter runs. Mm. And then Jim puts the cuffs on her. Jim puts the cuffs on her, and that's the end. Of Jim, this episode, right? I have a lot of reckless speculation. Is there anything? Like, we're anything? not there yet. Um, Nicholas Kelly in the chat, and I think Alice's powers that are blood makes people become mad or incoherently unstable to the point where they become dangerously like a rabid beast. The wonder called the Wonderland magic. Yeah, okay. the Wonderland madness. All right, real quick, you want to go into Penguin or Bruce real fast? Uh, Penguin. All right, so Penguin, and this we were both really right on this. So all all assumptions. About Penguin's uh, jump into candidacy are proven correct, as Aubrey James is declaring his candidacy for mayor, for being a mayor in... Well, he was declaring his ability to essentially reassume the office of mayor. Yeah. Which is the equivalent to being the interim mayor. Yeah. It would be the equivalent if I was on this panel and somebody kidnapped me, and in, in my stead you replaced me on this panel, and then we find out that that person kidnapped me. And then that person went to jail and then ultimately prison. And I come back and say, so I'd like to be on this panel now. Huh. That's all Aubrey James is doing. Okay. <laughs> and I then like a that random, extensive analogy. And then a random other AfterBuzz host yeah. kicks in the door and is like, no, I'm going to be on the Gotham panel now. That is Penguin. That's what happened? All right. So, yeah. So pretty I, much that happened. I had a really bad experience on the okay. Muppets panel. It right. was just like this. <laughs> so the pretty much uh, Penguin interrupts the mayor and tells him he rallies up the people, says, I got rid of the monsters. I'm going to be the mayor. And they go back and forth. They have a nice little repartee. Then the Penguin goes to his offices and it's all mirrored out. He's got people working the phones. He's got posters. And what's his slogan? Make Gotham safe again. Jeez. All, all you last week who thought I was grasping at straws uh-huh. with this Trump stuff. I mean, that's... His slogan is literally make Gotham safe again. Yeah. And I agree that it's not like, oh, let's make him more like Trump as they're like, well, let's make him more like a populist candidate like Oswald Cobblepot was. Yeah. But still, make Gotham safe again is like right there. Right there. It's literally right there. <laughs> he then gets a call from Aubrey James who wants to meet him. They go to a restaurant and a nice little restaurant... And you know, they're having a back and forth again. Aubrey calling him a monster. Um, Penguin saying, "I run this town. People love me." 
And then as soon as he gets a little, his voice gets a little high octane, people come out with guns on, on Aubrey's side because Aubrey's prepared. He's prepared because he does not want to have his head put in a box again because of what Penguin did to him last time. But the Penguin being even three steps ahead of this guy, as he said, mm-hmm. the regular people, even to, to further his point, the regular people who are just people at the tables eating all step up and pull out their guns because he has the people with him. It's Gotham. Everyone has a gun. Yeah. Um, everyone seems to be behind Penguin. Yeah. That everyone, like, no one at that restaurant was at that restaurant because he was meeting with the, the mayor. It's just everyone at that restaurant is so in tune with uh, current events mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, Penguin just called for us to take out our guns. Cool. Yeah. Because it's Gotham, everybody had guns. Yeah, but I think he, but I think he, uh, I think he planned it. I think he, he told people. I think to go he there. planned like half of it. I mean, because he was. Cause I he think had the a, other half just had gone like. Because he kind of set it up. He's like kind of like a hat when a hashtag gets out of control. Yeah, because he was like, you have your two steps ahead, and then right on cue, but you're not three. Like you can't, you can't set it up like that. I mean, you can't set it up like that. So the penguin. Now, I, I wanted to see one person just being like and finishing his food. Like what? Oh, oh. quick, <laughs> Like, oh, I'm allowed to bring out my Uzi? Uh, so Penguin, furthering his, uh, trying to, I guess, further his cabinet, he goes to Arkham, and he gets Riddler loose. That makes sense. Which is awesome. Not I strange. It. I know. And I, I, Strange I, I, would have been way more helpful than yeah. Riddler. But I don't think so. No, strange would have been harder to control and yeah. have less loyalty, but Strange would have been a much bigger asset to Penguin. Riddler's his dude. And I like, I like how when Riddler came out, Riddler's like, wait, you're let, I'm free? And then How? every time he's like, "Oh, penguin!" Yeah, oh, and, he's oh like, yeah. and every time he's naming something, he's just like, "For killing Miss Kringle, sane." <laughs> uh, for all this, sane, sane, sane. He's like, "All right, this is sweet." I, I love the meme of at this point where if you get out of Arkham, they literally give you a certificate. I know, saying that you're certified sane. I know, it is perfect. Um, mm-hmm. so that's it for penguin. Um. I want to talk about uh, Crooked Kingdom. Oh, is that what you wanted to say? That's. I want to take some time and talk about Crooked Kingdom. Well, Stephen, the floor is yours. Imagine you just pulled off the heist of the century. Mm-hmm. You stormed the kingdom. You stole the magic, and now there will be hell to pay. Welcome to Crooked Kingdom, the thrilling new fantasy novel by Leah Bardugo, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Six of Crows and the Gresha Dal- the Gresha trilogy. Crooked Kingdom picks up where Six of Crows left off. Kaz Becker and his ragtag bag of thieves are hiding out in the kingdom of Ketterdam, surrounded by the gathering forces of magic, power, and all-out war. Their only hope is to survive. Their only hope to survive is to con their way out. Think, think Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones. That's a hell of a mix. Raves Los Angeles Times with a caper twist. Mm. Oh, a caper? A caper. That's crazy. Was like, not just a mystery, because like Harry Potter 2 was just a straight-up mystery yeah. in Harry Potter. Uh, Publishers Weekly gave Six of Crows a starred review. This is all the right elements to keep readers enthralled. A cunning leader with a plan for every occasion. Nigh impossible odds. An entertainingly combative team of skilled misfits in a twisty plot and nerve-wracking cliffhanger. Um, The wait is over. The con is on. And the entire kingdom is up for grabbed. The entire kingdom is up for grabs. Huh. Words <laughs> in Crooked Kingdom by Liam Bardugo. Learn more about Crooked Kingdom and all the Grecian novels at leahbardugo.com. That is L E I G H B A R D U G O 
Com. I will do that. Yeah, no, that's a hell of a mix. Damn. Yeah. Was it? Um, Harry Potter meets Harry Ma- Potter meets Game of Thrones and a caper it, and a caper. That is a crazy. That's a that's a crazy threesome right there. Wow. No, but I mean that's a crazy. No, you're mix. right. That that's that a, is that's a, wild a mix. threesome. <laughs> I mean it is. All, that is crazy, three things. That crazy melange. Oh. I mean that's French. Oh. That's French. Oh. That's French for you're mix. Just going to French stuff. Yeah. But okay. Uh, speaking of melanges of mixes and matches, we're talking Bruce. And and um, the introduction of his clone. Well, this old. is Bruce learning about his clone. Yeah, brother, can we say brother? I just want to say brother. I'm, I, I think because that's kind of what a clone is anyway. I don't know. Like Dolly the sheep would have called whatever other sheep were there with it brothers, twins, and sisters, right. like twins. Okay. And they, he said they call him Bruce two or five. He calls he says his, he says he's just known he's, as five because he's the lab from the lab. We're going to have to start calling him five until yeah. we figure out whether or not he's Thomas Wayne. He's probably not going to be Thomas Wayne, as I've been predicting, if they're calling him five. I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed everything about this, though. Yeah, because um, it just raised up more questions. So he's getting fed. He's telling them what's going on about how he apparently doesn't remember anything except for the fact that he woke up in the lab like five months ago and they did some experiments on him. And there's that one scene where he walks in on Bruce and Alfred training. Mm-hmm. And Alfred wants to get rid of the guy. And he beats down Alfred. Yeah. And his- Which, like, if there's one thing this entire series has built up, is that Alfred can fight. Alfred, yeah, Alfred can fight. And he's a... He's a Alfred- and this little kid is just coded to be, fight better than Alfred. Yeah, and he's... Because he's training... Like, he's training the um, Bruce, and Bruce isn't even at that level yet. And he just comes in and is just has the reflexes of a cat... Hits him with the one two in the face, and then he gets, and then Alfred clocks him, and he doesn't even feel it. Well, right? He didn't I'm feel hoping, it. Yeah, he didn't feel it. He's like, he oh, didn't feel like it. I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding. Yeah. I, uh, he's bred for war, right? Like he's literally coded to be. He's he's Rambo. I think he's Rambo. He's. Rambo Wayne. We'll work on it. We're workshopping the name. Mm. What did they what did they create him to make him an assassin? Well, that would imply the that would imply that Indian Hill is under control of the League of Assassins, otherwise known as the Court of Owls. No, yeah. They're like the Court of Owls because well, all right, that's too many deep cuts. But he it No, we're there could, though. Yeah, it could have been something like that. Uh, right? Um most Nicholas Kelly in the chat, Bizarro Bruce. Bizarro Bruce. Um So Great Swagger Five is gonna take Bruce's life. <laughs> Um, or take over for Bruce. So, so the clone. While, so another interesting thing that happens is the clone is hiding, and Selena comes through to see Bruce because he wants she wants help finding Ivy. You know, she's showcasing emotion. Mm-hmm. She wants help to find Ivy, and Bruce can't help her because of the clone situation. She flips out, calls him a jerk, calls him selfish, and leaves. While this is all happening, the clone is just in the background mimicking everything Bruce is saying, trying to get his vernacular, oh. trying to get the sound of his voice. Ah, oh, this is such a good. Yeah, right. Like everything about this, and they have the actor. They have the actor in David to make this all happen yeah. too. That like play two different characters, cool. Yeah, it was actually one of the things people talked about season one about this show, where they're like the one thing we thought would go terrible, which is casting an eleven year old to play Bruce Wayne. Yeah. No, that went great. Yeah, he's nailing it. It's everybody else that we needed work, and we're here in season three, and they obviously have it, but they're also using their assets very well. Where it's like, no, he can play two different characters. Because mm-hmm. now he's playing, he's playing number five with an emo haircut. Yeah, 
who's impersonating Lil Wayne and stole the Rolls Royce. Yeah. So he steals the Rolls Royce, he cuts his hair, and then he leaves. And, you know, Bruce wakes up, finds this all happening. He finds he finds the haircut. He finds his clothes missing. And the first thing the clone does is he goes and finds Selena and pretty much tells her to get in the car. Let's go find Ivy. I'm here for you. And it was... That was... He's trying to be Bruce. Or he's trying to, I guess, find how to be. Why does he want to find Ivy? Because she helped him... No, I think he just wants to find Ivy because Selena... Because Selena wants to find yeah. Ivy? Yeah. I think he's just... Yeah, he's trying he to... He wants to help Selena find Ivy. He wants to help... He, I think he's trying to do something that the other Bruce wouldn't do. Mm. Because Bruce didn't want to do it. He copies him. And he's like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll be better than him. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's what it looked like to me. Um, uh, a couple people in our chat, uh, including So Great Swagger, five is Hush. Um, That's Hush. a possibility. The comic book villain that could mm-hmm. be okay. It's a possibility, like a young hush. This <laughs> Gotham will do whatever it wants. Yeah, it could be. If Cobblepot becomes Joker in two seasons, we'd we'd be like, okay, all right. Let's close out with this. Let's close out with this. Lee is having a dinner with her dude, mm. and who makes his debut? I mean, who makes his re-debut? Who comes back? Falcone. Turns out Falcone... I was going to say Barry Allen. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, that could have, that would have happened, too. We're on Earth 2. Yeah. It might happen. Falcone is the freaking father of the Doctor. That was crazy, right? It was unexpected. It was unexpected. I was excited when I saw him. I love um, the actor who plays Falcone. We'll talk about it. I love, I love that actor, too. We'll talk about it before we get into predictions. Okay. Lee had to have known beforehand. You think so? That this is Falcone's son. She had to have. That she's actively either judging this man on his own merit, or she's got a longer play. Yeah. Okay, she might have a longer play. But why would she, like, why would you get with Falcone's son and then move back to Gotham? I would, if I would, if I would have got with Falcone's son, I would have just, like, I can't go back to Gotham. No, but if her longer play was to take down... The Falcons, who have that's a big play. a part in the old old timey Gotham hundred years. I don't know. Take kill kids kind of a thing. Like that doesn't seem like something Lee Lee's so anti that. I just can't see her. Like she I would have to make a. She would I not, can't either. I can see her making a good or a bad judgment on someone's soul, mm-hmm. if you will. And I think that's where we are with her. But it's worth noting that there's a good chance she could be doing her own little like. Mrs. Uh, Fisher's Murder Mysteries, kind of a thing. Okay, that's a that's a show on Netflix. All right, I don't know that one. That's I don't know that one either. I don't know, but I know that that's it's like Murder She Wrote. Yeah, and Falcon. But like, uh, Kurt just pointed out. I, I did not see your whole name. I, I apologize. Falcon Kurt helped Lennon Jim. Bowie down, Townsend. Yeah. Townsend. <laughs> uh, Falcon did help Jim before. He does. Yeah. He did. He's his relationship with Jim is good. Oh, and his relationship with Jim, like, roots back to the pilot, where it's like, he ultimately feels betrayed by Jim. Who, Falcone? Falcone would ultimately feel betrayed by Jim. Because Jim got rid of him? Yeah. I guess. Well, Jim... Because Jim was the... Among zeros and ones, Jim was, like, the anomaly that kept things from the way they were. Mm -hmm. In, like, rooting from the very first season. Because otherwise, Falcone would have just had power. Because all the cops would have fell in line with him, and then Penguin wouldn't have had people to play on to actually work his way up. That it would have all just been Falcone. Yeah. Like, 
I I can totally see Falcone blaming Jim for everything. Because right. I don't see Falcone not being Falcone on Gotham. Yeah. If you bring him back, you bring him back. I love me some Falcone. Like, I love the idea that he retired for a while, but he if he's back, he's back. He's trying to take over the whole city. Um, Yes. Uh, you are handsome and cute. Yes. Thank Steve. you, Sky Patterson. I read oh, all those things. Hashtag handsome goals. Okay. All right. Someone who's lost a lot of weight in their life. I don't know how I feel about fluffy, but I feel you mean that like emotionally and warm. And warm. warm. Like I feel like you don't mean that like body wise. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, predictions? Yes. All right. Let's go into predictions. Oh. And now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Forgot about the seizure lights. I know, right? <laughs> Haven't seen these in a minute. Um. So you have something? Do you have something right on the top of your head? Whew. Um, Drummed coming back. Some some articles will have you have that be confirmed. They'll say what episode. They don't know what episode. We don't know what episode. I feel like we're going to get at least two more weeks out of Mad Hatter, if not more. And then Fish Mooney's still around. Um, Selena, or Selena Kyle, they're going to go find Poison Ivy. Like We don't need Jerome for a long time, but we're mm-hmm. going to get Jerome. I think Lee judged Dr. Falcone poorly. I think number five is not Hush. I don't know exactly who number five is yet. I feel like he's not Thomas Wayne slash Owlman. I think he could grow up to be something similar to Owlman because Gotham does whatever it wants. And I don't think Gordon's going to join the GCPD in season three at all. Okay. That's that's what I have. All right. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't got nothing right now. I don't. I can't think of. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I really, I really don't know what's gonna happen. So yeah, I got nothing for predictions. I've got. I'm just gonna go with what Steve said. Everything you just said, I co <laughs> You just co signed Steve. Is that I how co-sign we? Steve. Is that how you're trying to get your ten this season? Yeah, you're right. I if mean, you co sign Steve and Steve gets any of them right, do they count? I got the my last prediction was right, so I'm just gonna coast off that at least until episode <laughs> fifteen. Coast forever. Um, thank you so much in the chat, including Sky Patterson who. Confirmed that fluffy means warm, not fat. That's what I'm talking about. All right, it's clearly a thing I still have to work out. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that was today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Michael Drew. You can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew Michael E A L. Steve, I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N. Neither of us will be here next week. Yes. Hopefully, Monsi Bolanos will be. Otherwise, we will find some really awesome co-hosts to take these seats for us. So, don't be... Don't be feared? Yeah. Don't fear, Gotham fans. New perspectives. New perspectives, and then I'll be back in two weeks. Thank you, and good night. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. All right. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.